crying. It's already the 5th of I know, January. January. We're already <clears throat> plowing through 2023. Every, everything's we'll a blur. Everything is moving too fast um, in my life. Yeah. Yep. Well, Children I mean, do that. I think that's time. Time just gets Oh, we're getting old as fuck, too. Yeah. So it's just... Welcome to another episode of No Crisis Yet. I'm John Lynch. I'm Ben Brown. Sorry. We're trying to get some <laughs> preamble. I think it's just been a... We both took a week off, right? Yep. We're recharged. I felt... I, I did feel recharged when I came back into work. And I was like, oh, yeah. I can bang this project out. Did it. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I didn't come back to a huge shit show. So that's always my... Same. My worry is that I'm going to leave and come back. And they're like, all this stuff went wrong. And you weren't here to tell us why it went wrong. And now... The library is burned down. <laughs> I mean, that is uh, honestly now that's a very realistic. Yeah. That's yeah, unfortunately given the specific issue yeah, we've been having. That is uh, very realistic. That could happen. Uh, so it hadn't happened yet, though. So knock on. Do you want to talk about Andor? I do. Well, so first off, announcement. Mm-hmm. I'm running for Speaker of the House. Oh, it's, good. It's open. It's open. There is no you, one who is capable of getting the votes. I think I could be the guy. I think we're to our eighth failed vote. Ten. Tenth. Okay. So they're, you they're probably going, can squeak right in there. I think if I just <laughs> made my case on Twitter mm-hmm. to 20 of these definitely patriots. Oh, definitely. They're who definitely are not caucus, January. John. Who definitely are not January 6th sympathizers and did not support Storm in the Capitol. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I think I, think I could make a play. I think you could. I think you could. There's a yeah. There definitely seems to be an opening there for literally. I just well, I just wish someone ran. Literally, it sounds like opening. no one wanted the job at all. Right. It sounds like the person who maybe was obsessed with it for literally eight years mm-hmm. doesn't well, want it. Doesn't want it. Can't do it. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're living in crazy. <laughs> it's like you want to say we're living in crazy times, but like it's, it's just, just. I think perpetual. everything's on fire. Yeah. It's perpetual, but it, it matters more now as adults. Where you're like, ah, yeah. And to, to segue into Andor. Yes. <laughs> It's not that I don't want to have, you know, everyone's got problems, Ben, mm-hmm. right? Mother-in-laws, um, you got a mortgage, you got to pay, rent, you're trying to, right? Um, you're worried about a fascist dictatorship run yeah. by bureaucrats who are willing to put the boot on people's necks to literally move up a rank mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in their intelligence agency. <laughs> and so for me, mm-hmm. um, the last Star Wars that I gave a shit about, mm-hmm. and I didn't make it all the way through Mandalore, Mandalorian, yeah. so whatever, but, and that's a different thing, but for me, right, was that that middle of the new new Star Wars? What is the middle one? Ryan Johnson. Uh, Last Jedi. That's Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We're wiping the slate clean. Guess what? Yeah. Anyone can be force sensitive. You don't have to be related to a fucking Skywalker. Yeah. Different angle. Let's let's have a different kind of bad guy. Let's have. Yeah. What if we democ? What if what if the bad guy and the the protagonist were deeply interlinked right, and therefore right. had you know and ideologically opposed yeah. but also ideologically similar yeah. because of their backgrounds right? and oh, such and, rich and anyway, text you know and I was like man and then, and then all the reviews came out for the third one and I was like alright well I'm not going to waste my fucking time <laughs> oh did you not watch it? I didn't oh wow. I don't care I can't recommend that no, enough no my, my timeline is just <laughs> Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and then we jump mm-hmm. right to <laughs> right Last, to Jedi. Last Jedi. Jedi and that's it it is the same way that I've only watched Matrix 1 and Matrix yeah. Matrix Resurrections. Mm-hmm. That's an intro. Yeah, that's kind and of that's similar. It. And I'm, similar. I've kept it. And that, for me, yeah. is where I want to be. And so in the same way, last one I gave a shit about was Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And now Andor, not a single fucking lightsaber. Yep. Not even... Not a single mention of the full... Um, no, not really. Like, they, they talk don't about a they, force for something, but they never say... They like, never say... Like, because in... in, in um, so Rogue One is the movie this show is 
spun off of essentially right which is funny because that also people did not like but i was like it's fine yeah. it's, a, it's a star i thought it was interesting at the time i think yeah. we were saying before we started recording but it's because like, it was it was positioned as a it's this is a side did it have a pair did it have a um yeah it was called a, a, a star, star wars story a star wars they story. also applied to solo um but the the whole like because that came out after force awakens i was in between force awakens and last jedi and i remember seeing that movie and being like Oh, this is cool. Like, they're going to expand what they can do. They're not just going to do Skywalker movies. Those will be the main movies. And then they can explore all these other, you know, because as, as a child of the EU era of Star Wars, when there was no new movies for the EU, 90s. EU, dude. And when, when I got into Star Wars, and probably you as well, um, that, that when we were kids, it was like there was the old trilogy, and we, we saw those, and then there was nothing. After that, yep. there was just a lot of books and comics and video games. Star Wars Christmas special. And the Star Wars Christmas special, obviously. And so, uh, you know, there's just all these corners of the universe where, you know, like I remember. But where really interesting stories were told. The, the, the campaign for TIE Fighter is one of my favorite yes. like, early memories of a story in a video Dark game. Dark Forces, dude, which by the way, yeah, they did a source port of it. And now you can play that in oh, native 4K oh, that with rules. fucking ray tracing. That game still holds up pretty well, actually. Yes. I've played the original version probably in the last couple of years. And it's still Total like, sidebar. Yeah. By the way, today... Um, Dungeon Siege's source code leaked, as did Bloods, if you are a fan of either of huh. those. But there is already a Blood source port. But the Dungeon Siege is very interesting. Who made Dungeon Siege? Chris Taylor. So it was a Microsoft game. I think it was right. Gas Powered Games. That's what it was. It was Gas Powered Games led by Chris Taylor, who also did... The Age of Empires? No, that was no. Bruce Shelley. This guy did... Um, yeah, that name. Oh my god, it's a sci-fi RTS. Um, Chris Taylor's Dark something... I can't remember. Ooh, yeah. I, I remember his Futuristic name dark sci-fi thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Source code leaks. I hope it, something happens. That's I cool. Hope. I, I remember the original Dungeon Siege being a pretty fun game. It's fine. Uh, back in the days before we had Diablos with 3D people in it, it was a very novel. Holy shit, these trees wow. disappear when you put the camera. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you forgive me. I, I ruthlessly cut you off. Go on. Continue. Um, the, the, the era of the yeah. EU so the before it was non-canon. When, when kind of all these corners could be explored and... And you'd find out, like, yeah, what what is it like to be a TIE pilot or what is it like to be... The, and, like, so <clears throat> there was a good amount of expansion for the expanded universe. And then, uh, you know, the prequels came in and that kind of created a new era. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people my age uh, it, clone, saw those. Is and, clone, clone Wars, for a lot of people, is their entry point into Star Wars. Yeah, which it blows is, my fucking mind. That is post-prequels because it all right. takes place in the prequel era. It's in between uh, episodes two and three. Um, and I've never really watched that show either. I just don't like how it looks, which is very Same. superficial. But I heard it's good. But, I, you know, it's been, it went for seven seasons, and people uh, talk a lot about uh, positive things about it. But so the guy who created that show or worked on that show, Dave Filoni, is uh, kind of – he was he was like a George – he was a Lucasfilm protege. He worked with George Lucas a bunch on the, the prequels, and then he kind of became the guy who got to make the TV show afterwards, essentially. And he's the guy that, like, Disney brought in – to do the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and like all that stuff, um, and I don't I don't really like his style as much because it is very much about like I, when I was nine years old I love Star Wars and I worship yeah. everything George Lucas did and and it's very referential it's very much about wrapping everything around explaining what about the Clone Project on Camino what about this what about Order sixty six what about this and yeah, that's, but I don't, I don't it's just going over like, stuff that the movies went over and that's uh, you know coming into Andor I had heard they were making the show, and it was like, oh, okay. And, you know, because they basically, after Rise of Skywalker, uh, kind of <laughs> just shit in the fucking pool, essentially. Like, that movie made money, but I don't know anybody who really likes it very much. And on top of that, like, it was 
Because Last Jedi was divisive in some ways because it is a movie that essentially what, says... Was it divisive or did idiots not like it? Yeah, I mean, I can accept people not liking it for plenty of reasons, but a lot of the pushback on that thing was just like, it's not, it's telling me I'm, I'm bad for liking there, old Star Wars and I hate it. Right, but there are bad parts of that movie. Like, I think the entire casino planet, yeah, like, very ham-fisted. There's so much shit I would cut out. Yeah. The casino resort planet, I would probably just It's ditch. stuff that feels like it would be explored better in a TV show, for instance. Instead or KOTOR. Of in, I would love to play a KOTOR yeah. of, you know... I I would love for Benicio del Toro's like slicer hacker character to show up in a thing where he can be there for more than twenty minutes. Like it, the problem with that movie is, is there's jam packed with stuff. I, the yeah, stuff I think that works like unilaterally in that movie is the Ray, Luke, and Kylos. That stuff is great. Luke, um, literally, the order literally being burned down. Yeah, is. Awesome. I know that's like heresy. Yeah. That scene with Yoda is kind of a meme. Well, you know what fucking I sucks? Fucking love. I didn't know until recently because I didn't watch Book of Boba Fett, but uh, spoilers for all the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. But uh, basically, at the end of season two of Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Mando gives Grogu, the little Yoda guy, over to Luke Skywalker for training. And they basically what? made a fake Luke Skywalker. It's like, it's an actor who's wearing a weird digital deep fake face mask. And it's awful. And I hate it. He has a digital... But it's supposed to be Mark Hamill. It has a digital Mark Hamill voice, which is very bad. And I was no, like, No, but oh, AI okay. is going to fix that. But, but, it, but it's one shot at the end. And I, I thought it was dumb because essentially it's bringing Luke Skywalker into Mandalorian. But I was like, okay, well, they're, they're what not going to... What is the like, timeline for Mandalorian? Uh, it is post Return of the Jedi. Oh my god! I think it's like two years after or something. Okay. Um, so the empire's like scattered, but not yeah. gone yet. Okay. Um, but but there are still sympathizers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Including Werner Herzog. Oh, right. Uh, yes. And one of the great uh, things in the Mandalorian, unequivocally, is is that scene with Werner Herzog talking about the glory it's of the fucking empire, amazing. How it made every planet better that it went yeah. to by crushing culture into its own. Did you Did you see Meet the Fablemans? Uh, oh, the Fablemans. Sorry. Yeah. Me, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Did you watch Meet the Feebles? The Feeblemans. The Feeblemans. Uh, no. As directed I, by Peter Jackson. I've seen that movie. Has very little to do with Star Meet Wars. the Feebles? The Fableman also oh, has very little to do with, but uh, the I, Fableman, did, I did watch it, yes. David Lynch as yeah, fucking John, John Ford. Ford. Yeah. I can't even believe I was it's so a, happy. I was like, great, what? That final scene is one of my favorites of the year, for sure. I want to make movies, man. He's like smoking his fucking cigar. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah. His cigar. It's Fuck so yeah, this is David Lynch. Sorry. Look at that picture. What is? What do you notice about the horizon? It's so good. Anyway, here's yeah. what I'll say. Um, to, to bring it to dovetail it. Well, wait. Uh, bring it back to yeah. Bring it in. So eventually, and I this is kind of indicative of the current Star Wars landscape of like, well, they're not going to bring in like a new CGI Luke. They're done with Luke Skywalker. They have to be done with him now. They ran him through oh, ben. two trilogies. The whole have you learned nothing from Carrie Fisher? Was just about finding maps wait. to find old characters and who's the fucking guy in um? They recreated him completely, and he was. He's an old British actor. Oh, uh, uh, Peter Cushing. Yeah. Peter Cushing, but he plays... Um, Moff Tarkin. Moff Tarkin. He's, he's Grand Moff Tarkin. I tell you, when I rewatched Rogue One, I <sighs> hated that in theaters. I hate it in Rogue One. They could have just filmed him a fine silhouette. They didn't need to make him into a World No, Ben, we needed character. to see the pores on their bad CGI Grand Moff Tarkin. It's awful. No, Ben, we're, um, this is it. This, we, we have established our pantheon. Yeah. I think about this in historical terms. We literally... Like, we, when the Greeks like had their gods mm. and Rome basically enslaved all the Greeks, they're like, oh, nice gods you got. Yeah. How about we just... What whoop? if Ares became uh, Mars? What if that happened? Right, but no, but we came up with it. Yeah, but that was ours. Yeah, and, and it's the same way where it's like, no, we have our pantheon. It's set. There will always be Luke Skywalker. There will. I just picture the trailer for Player One. 
Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just picture we're just like, no, man, you can have your Tonka truck with your fucking star. And yeah. someone tweeted the Disney plan for the next fifty years. Yeah, like yeah. the fucking yeah, the, the slides they put up. MCU yep. does them. And where they're like, here's Phase Four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it, and it was just. I just wanted. I just felt getting. Cru- I just yeah. felt me just getting crushed. And I was like, "Oh, so this is it. This is the pantheon. This is it. It's going to be early '90s Disney. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's just they're, they're they will exist forever. Yeah. And, and we're is... never going to. Fu- and, and we will move on at some point. But it feels like we're never going to fucking move on because Disney gonna... is right. They have a giant cudgel and the horse that George Lucas built is right. just getting fucking whip, hammered. Whip, whip, And they're like, hey, yeah. And so, like, yeah, at the end of the Book of Boba Fett, they bring back the CGI Luke Skywalker. Why? And he's there for, like, whole scenes. What? It's so fucking bad. And this was this is the point where I'm like, I'm done. No I'm part of you done. No part of you sold on it? No. And I'm really? Like, I liked the first, you know, Mandalorian is okay, but, like, I've often described it as someone taking their action figures and smashing them together. It's like, what if this episode... That, dude, Mando, that shootout, dude, the shootout at the end of the first episode yeah, is great. They're great. Like, it's awesome. very simple, but the show is very much like Mando comes into town, someone gives him a quest, he does the quest, that's the end of the episode. You got a prison break, you got to kill a crate dragon, whatever. It's a very simple show. And it has its pleasures because it's Star Wars or whatever, but it's just been that was the best thing outside of Last Jedi and Rogue One for me in this whole mishmash of the Disney era of Star Wars. Yeah. And then Rise of Skywalker sucked so fucking hard. And then uh, the one show I did give a chance to. Which was Obi Wan, really, really sucked. Also, um, I could not make it. I, they got to the point where the princess is being chased by, and I was like, "I'm good. I'm fucking." And she and she's talking to her like robot, and I was like, "I just." But it's it's that thing where they're like they cannot make a Star Wars thing without being like, "Well, uh, oh, this the show's about Obi Wan Kenobi post uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, isn't that which is interesting? interesting which I want to know and about him finding out about who Darth Vader is and what became of Anakin. Like that's interesting. And they're like, "Yeah, but what if he had a sidekick and it was a tiny version of a character you already know? It worked for Grogu. It will absolutely, which is the Baby Yoda. It will." work for baby Leia. That we'll just plug nah, that in. We'll like, just plug nah, it in the I, algorithm and it, it yeah. spits out baby Leia. Well they like, needed to hit the age nine to twelve taste cluster Ben. So bad. Yeah, well so what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about so anyways, where do you want so, to talk about where we're at with yeah, so that's Star Wars? Where we're at and I'm you know as a person who and I think you probably similar, but has liked Star Wars since I was a kid. It's always been a part of stuff that I've liked for me. And and so it's like I've I've always said to people like it's it's in my bones. I can't ignore it. Yeah, but I mean this is this is the say this is like being raised Catholic though. Like yeah. I, and this is this is coming from me obviously, but like with cat with Catholicism there is the lore. Mm. Right? And you're like, "Oh shit, there's stations of the cross and yeah. there's like prayer cards and there's saints. You got to catch them all, right?" Yeah. Um there's a million saints. Um and so you just are like whether you even fucking acknowledge it or not, you just like you said, it just gets like absorbed into you, and so I. What what is this? first Star Wars came out seventy seven seventy seven okay, right yeah, and from that moment on, and let, let's just back up what George Lucas liked. Mm-hmm. George Lucas liked old Japanese samurai movies mm-hmm. and Flash Gordon. Yeah, exactly. And and like so, from that we get Indiana Jones. Who, by the way, again mm-hmm. they're just gonna keep fucking gonna making keep them. Going. So we get Indiana Jones. Yep. Set in stone. He's in the Pantheon. Yeah. Star Wars. Everyone's in the Pantheon. Um, I'm trying to think. Any Disney movie from probably... Well, it's like Willow. Like, they made a show out of that. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, but Willow... But it, like, and Willow's a Lucasfilm thing. Willow's Willow. a Lucasfilm thing, right. Um, you have the Pantheon, yeah. and now we're just like, all right, but how many fucking times can we do this? And for me, and or the premise is everyone... The people I've talked to about it are like, well, it's slow. Yeah. And I'm like... 
Uh, what? Okay, well then, did you want man? Like, yeah. Can can the can the people of us who grew up with it who have some respect for like, the how do I put this? Well, I'll bring it all the way back to this. What was mm. it? Star Wars four? No, mm. Star Wars thirteen thirteen. What was uh, it called? I think it was fourteen. Fourteen fourteen. 14. Yes, yes. No Jedi, right? Right. I was, think they did an E3 trailer. I can't fully remember. Yeah, it was, no Jedi. It was from you know Amy Henning of Uncharted fame. It looked very Uncharted-y when they showed it. Um, but, but the idea was it was on this like low level of Coruscant. That's the number. You, you're literally yeah. they they show it. They With show the under the, levels of Coruscant, which they in actually, Andor they show. They show like, hey, that. guess what? The top of Coruscant looks great. There's flying BMWs yeah. and, and but Bentleys. There's actually but guess what? There's unfortunate stuff. people that live way the yeah. fuck below, and they show that in Andor, right? Yeah, yeah. I I love cross-sections and dioramas. Yeah. And for me, Andor is the diorama. How does a fascist organization yeah. take how power? How did the Empire actually work and how did the rebellion form? Right. And, and like, guess what? It has a lot more to do with turning planets into giant death weapons because mm-hmm. that, that gets you a little bit, but it doesn't get you the kind of like the... Um, I'm afraid to speak because if I say something that is against the Empire, I could be dragged off and shot. Right. right. Or put in a camp or, or in a prison. Or, yeah. Yeah. And guess what? And even if I do my time in the prison, I get moved to a different level and I just do it all. Right? This is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing with Andor. Is that as an adult now, and this is, I know, I'm biased. As an adult now, I, lo- I watch uh, Last Jedi and I'm like, it's good. Yeah. Interesting you, idea. Interesting idea. Yeah. You watch Andor. Yeah. And I just have never been so fucking invested yeah. in a setting that had nothing, arguably, well, I'm sorry, what was the planet with the... Um, that the rebellion take not rebellion, but the um, the brick workers work at. Uh, Ferrex. Ferrex. Yeah. No one has given a shit about this planet, right? No, this is the thing created for the show. Yeah. But I, I cannot express to you the relief that it wasn't a desert planet. Yes. First of all, and I it's just like, we don't need to do every fucking and that's movie. A, you know a huge problem with Mandalorian is like a huge amount of it takes place on Tatooine or Tatooine like planets. And I'm and sure there's just, production considerations that make it worth doing, but now we have Sans. We have sand screens. We right. can go anywhere, goddammit. Well, and, and like I think a big thing with Andor that is like a specific reason I think the world feels so good is it's all a lot of it is practical sets and locations. And it like makes a, they do the alleys. They built the, the streets of Ferrix and oh. like they went to the Scottish Highlands for for Aldani. They went to That fucking robot is I think I ju- I think I texted you about yeah. Tars from um, <laughs> yeah from, from Interstellar, Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. and I just I loved the robot so much. Yeah. But he was a bit he was, you could see he's a physical fucking thing. He was moving around. Well, yeah, B, um, B2 emo is the B2, yeah. he is now my favorite Star Wars droid. I think 100. percent well, but, over... but see, Ben, but did he squirt oil to make a bunch of stormtroopers mm-hmm. slip? And did he fly through a hangar bed? No, but he played a revolutionary speech through his hologram. And didn't back down. Do you, do you know what the Even best when part? They kicked him over. Do you know what the best part of that robot is? Mm. Is that he's a pussy. Yeah. He just is a. He well, just he's, hates. He's he's conflict averse and he's not very smart. He's like old and yeah. This is he's a little charging bay. Andor's droid or the Andor family droid, I guess. And his his name's B two. He's just like a little trash can with wheels. He says, no, he's a tank. He's got tank treads. He's got one big eye. Yeah. And he he has a kind of a stutter almost. Yeah. And he's not a smart robot. He's a chill he, dude. He can't keep a charge. And like all this stuff about him that makes and I think. Uh, uh, Tony Gilroy, the guy who created the show, the showrunner, rather, um, there was an interview talking about, like, what, why'd you go this way with the droid? Everybody loves, you know, pe- people like B2E movies. Great. He's like, well, we wanted to take a droid, make a droid version of an old dog, essentially. Because because how would a family treat, right? right. You look at that robot and you're like, oh, the thing's got, the moment you see him, you're like, he's got miles on him. Right. He is not, this robot is not going to be able to speak 
an amazing and it, like and it kind of goes to the the brilliant like level of detail in this show of like Ferrix is a scrapyard planet where they strip down ships or parts and so of course they would save a droid that's kind of busted and can you know not really work but it's salvageable so they keep using it but and they like, treat him like a person so it goes part yeah. and parcel with Ferrix and its culture and that's I mean that's the thing I said to you and it's just like I know more about Ferrix from these, you know, there's the first three episodes take place on Ferrix and the last one takes place on Ferrix. And you go back to it a couple times in interim, but it is like, I know more about that planet, its culture, its people, its burials. Uh, uh, I, okay, let's talk about it's that. Music. <laughs> it's music, it's how they keep time. Like they just went into so much detail with that sort of stuff that I think is uh, my worst. I'll tell you my worst moment. We're gonna transition to. I want to just skip to the finale because I want to fucking talk about it so bad. But we should kind of because they are split into arcs. So and I think each one has its own. Sure. Yeah. So there's the garrison raid. Right. Well, so there's the the first three, which is uh, Andor kills some cops. He's got to get off Ferris. Yeah, and, and at that point you're like, is this going to be like a noir thing? Because it yeah. could have gone that way. And they it, could have done a detective. That way, but it's sure. like honestly, the guys he killed not really worth getting into. No, they and they're they're, they're, ter- <laughs> they're just garbage. They're they're corpo cops who are at a brothel and. So all right. By the way, this does not treat Imperials as a monolithic force. No. They by definition are not. Right. They are corporate. Like a lot of them are contractors, and, basically. And who? Yeah, all these different. The circa, who, dude. The circa, you or not circa? Was it circa corp? No. Uh, no, it's. But it, I forget what it's but called. But I went back to look at Kotor. Um, I think it, I can't remember if it's Kotor, Kotor one or two, but there's Circa Corporation. Yeah. And they have like really shitty uniforms. Yeah. Like they just I look love, terrible. Like and I love and that orange. he's like, oh, did you alter your uniform? And the guy's like, <laughs> like he's. I, uh, I, he's I, I love that character. That is such a weird character for Star Wars. No, but I, I will tell you this. He reminds me of a kid I knew in, a, in one of my uh, current events class in mm. high school, and. Was a Republican and a conservative, but he dressed nicely and just yeah. Like, oh, let, me, let me tell you why we need so, to oppress the shit out of poor people. And it's C- just like Cyril, oh, Cyril Karn is that character, and he's I, he's he's garbage. Great. He's great. He's, he's he's basically this like cop that's in the first three episodes. Not even a cop. He's corporate. He's a corpo. Cop, yeah, he's a corpo. And cop. so he takes interest in these two uh, other corpo cops who got murdered by Andor. And he can I can I say something? He's McNulty. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he thinks he's a McNulty. He, he thinks, is what yeah. every McNulty thinks he is. Well, and he thinks he's going to be a big bad stormtrooper at the end of this, yeah. and 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 he fails. Like uh, at the end of the three, yo, he does. Co- he does. He gets a little close to our girl. Though. He, he does. He yo. doesn't fail. But the fact that he stays in the show after this is like so weird for a Star Wars thing. And does not make yeah. It's that's and it's great because every time they kept going back to him and his mom, I was like, this is so fucking. His awesome. mom is amazing. This. Like and, and the he, fucking the blue cereal he's eating. <laughs> oh my god. And, and he's the good example of like because he has to go home and live with his mom after he fails at yeah. capturing Andor and like his room gets a, like a second of sun every day it's when it comes yep. between the two buildings and you just see it like oh, space for a every, second and everything, that's all the light he gets everything with that just feels so locked down like Impressive. claustrophobic yeah. I love the little dinner booth like yeah. <sighs> so uh, <laughs> just to derail this even more for a fucking second mm. I went back to look at the old concept art mm. because bear in mind this thing was very much a product of the 70s yeah. of what we thought the direction was going to be like if you look at the old concept art of like the Tatooine moisture farm yeah. that kind of industrial but beaten down like it has a lot in common for me with Alien yeah not Alien I don't Alien 1 I'm trying to remember uh, uh, is it Roy McQuarrie or is it McQuarrie mm, is the last name of the guy who was the concept artist for most of Star Wars oh yeah I yeah. believe he did also work on Alien and he was, you know, kind of a foremost. I don't think he was a futurist necessarily. But no, 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 no. I would say he's opposite. Futurist, because he did not. He never got away from the fact that like people work here, yeah. and the shit's dirty and, up and right. The fucking just every like you said, the streets of 
Ferrex. Ferrex. Yeah. They looked lived in, grimy. Not grimy. You know what yeah. I mean. They were still color though. But they could have. They could have fucked up the color palette. But no. Because it's that that '70s vibe, like there are a lot of earth tones, like people right. wearing and the brick, which becomes the brick becomes Holy very shit. important later as this whole like funereal the brick and all this other stuff. There's, a, I think you and I have played a lot of RPGs, and mm. anytime um, they they say like, oh, there's an old funeral rite, and you're like, is this gonna be shitty? Yeah. I, I'm picturing the Avatar. Not to get into this, mm-hmm. Avatar One. There's like the they have a lot of like yeah, the, the basically like, indigenous peoples religious ceremonies yeah, yeah. and for a moment when they were talking about what happens to you when you die in yeah. fact just like hey we don't have room we don't yeah. have room for graves you get made into a fucking brick, brick and put in the wall and you get put in the wall and i just think that's like i was like that's really fucking beautiful it reminded me of the wailing wall in israel yeah um and i'm like that whole funeral procession yeah. and the outfits there is a version of this show where it's like all right, everyone's gonna have a gun, mm-hmm. and then there's gonna be a big. There's gonna be about twenty minutes of lasers not hitting anyone, right? And then someone's gonna yeah, get. It's shocking how accurate the stormtroopers are in Andor. Okay, <laughs> they kill people completely as w- as it would happen, yeah. right? So you're like, oh shit, this finale's gonna be like the. And again, not to go back to Israel, a kid throws a bomb backpack. A kid whose dad was taken away to essentially rendition and. and Which I and, wish yeah. they kind of. <sighs> I wish they put more, a little bit more into that, just because. Yeah, I you're like, wait, who the fuck is? Oh, okay, right. Yeah, because you kind of see that kid in the first couple episodes, and then you see him again when they go back to Ferrex after the Imperials are there, and then he could have had his own. He could have yeah. had his own arc. Yeah, but but you're like, okay, this is gonna be a finale. He's gonna be fucking lasers flying everywhere. No, no. Kid throws a bomb. Most of the crowd is unarmed. Yeah, and it devolves into. What you know, would happen in a fucking country? Like, to, you know, this is a, a kind of crude comparison, I think. But, but like, you know, the rebellion is not formed yet at this point. In, 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 the, all, the, all the players are there. But this is this what is I love. Like I love of, this. This is kind of like the Boston Massacre of that conflict. Correct. Right? It, it is, no, know, it is explicitly, I think it is explicitly was made to be the, like, yeah, because they're unarmed. Right. And, and it doesn't go their way, but it's this kind of spark of, of actual rebellion, like really coming. I mean, that's another thing with Luthen being there to see it. I think that is so interesting, <sighs> but, um, how, uh, what do you think is going to happen to that slime ball piece of shit? I don't know. I don't want him to make out with the evil Nazi lady. Oh, 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 Cyril Karn, yes. Uh, I, yeah, so that's another thing that's great about Karn is like they keep him around after he fucks up and he's just but kind it of a character. I, but then he gets connected to this other character, uh, Dedra Miro, who's this, uh, she's this like up and coming uh, ISB, which is the CIA basically for the Imperials. And she's this character we follow from the beginning. And she's kind of our way into the ISB, which is super interesting too, because I, you know, I never thought of how does the Imperial CIA I, work. I would argue they're not the CIA; they're FBI because they're domestic, You're right? right? They, right. They, and like, they're not secret agents; they're just no, they're, law they're, enforcement, right? But it's it's and you said Americans writers worked on this, which was yeah, I that's what's that's how I was able to get my wife to watch this because it's like right. no, it I trust Ben. And she and, is like she's so fascinating, and and Gilroy <laughs> talked about this in an interview too, but she's like. You watch her and you're kind of like rooting for her in her scenes at first because she's like, she's the one who's Well, right. I thought she was a double agent. She kind of wants to like do things a different way. She's the only woman in a lot of these scenes. Like you, you're just kind of pre-programmed to be sympathetic to that character. Yeah, but until, then they, they rug pull you. Until she's a fucking monster because she's a fascist. And she's a, she's an up and she's a, uh, a dedicated fascist. I, for every, every fiber of my being was like, I feel like he would have a person in that room. So I was like, right. she must be the double agent. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. <laughs> was I wrong was wrong. I was wrong. I was right and wrong. Yes, there the, was someone the, there. The reveal for that the double agent that he had was extremely Americans. Yes. Exactly. There's can I say two Americans things? Mm-hmm. 
and you can veto it if you want. Tell me I'm wrong. First one was the double agent in the, the nervous looking guy with the mustache. Yep, yep. And he... Lonnie. Lonnie. <laughs> yep. And you're like, oh, so he's a freedom fighter. And then when you realize, uh, what's the guy's name? I can't think of his name. Skarsgård. Uh, Luthen. Luthen is Luthen, you realize that quickly the relationship between him and Luthen not great. No. Just like Americans, where it's kind of like we're yeah. black. You're like you are fighting for the cause, but you are also kind of a literal asset. Right. You're and, just a pawn. And what do you think is going to happen yeah. when you leave? And yep. like all the yeah, and, that, and that whole scene is that whole scene is Americans. Straight up Americans, yeah. Because guess what? No, the way that spies work isn't that they get to like smoke cigarettes and read newspapers. Sometimes they do, yeah. but they basically manipulate other people for a living and destroy themselves. Yep. For a bigger idea, you know, in the Americans, it's for Russia, and in for sure. this, it's it's the the rebel. Luthen is trying to force. He is a fucking monster. He's yeah. trying to force. He it, it is the equivalent of people rooting for the Boston Massacre. Like this is it. Yeah. This is what'll push That's us over. We want that pressure, yeah. And you don't. I don't hate Luthen. But I am like, you're going to get people killed. And he does. And he knows that. Yes. And like, that's the speech he gives to Lonnie yep. is like, I've burned, I've burned my life. He is a true believer. What is it? The line is, I burn my life for a sunset I'll never, or sunrise yeah. I'll never see. Sure. Like Which that, is beautiful. That, yeah. Okay. So, so that was the one. And then as soon as that was the one Americans, that whole scene where he's like, He's like, I'm going to put you in this elevator. I could kill yeah, you. I love the that, Which is great. It's so good. The second American scene <laughs> is... They're fleeing the garrison. They're like, we got to fucking, you're the pilot. We're going to pilot this thing. We got the fucking payday. Like, yeah, oh yeah. shit. Everything's basically, people have died, yeah. but they're going to be all right. They're going to make And then the kid who writes the manifesto doesn't get shot. Yep. He gets fucking crushed. crushed by capital. By literal capital. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I looked at Lauren and I was like, it's Hans. Mm -hmm. It's Hans from Americans where oh, he, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. kind of like, they're trying to steal the dude's body from the uh, military facility. <clears throat> They're digging up the grave. Hans is at the bottom. He trips, I think, and yep. he cuts his hand open on the coffin that's infected with this bioweapon. Right, right. And Elizabeth, who he's been loyal to for literally four seasons at that point, three yep. or four. Yeah. He, They've been his, like, he's their protege yep. for, like, at least a couple of seasons. Within seconds, realizes what she has to do, executes him. Yep. And for me, they didn't execute the kid. That, that would be too dark for her. Yeah. They didn't this execute him. Still but the fact Disney that he show. got crushed to death. In the most, like, everything was going great. Like, mm -hmm. we basically had this in the bag, but, but like, that's the cost. Yep. Right? And it to oh, me. Also, uh, what's his face? I can't think of the actor's name. He's in Girls. The guy who's like, who's got this crystal? The Kyber crystal. Oh, oh, oh. That fucking guy. God, what's that guy's name? He's in, um, I just watched The Bear. He's also. Yes, yes he's the brother, or he's the yeah, uncle the or brother. Cousin, cousin. Whatever. He calls him cousin. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't, I forget the name. Guy. In, in Girls, his name is Desi. I don't know what yeah, his name is. That movie. actor, his name is Eben, and he has like two last names. I cannot remember. He's sure. a great actor. Like, yeah. Because I saw he's him. He's great in, at being a piece of shit. Yeah. That's all I've seen him play. He is a ter he is a terrific piece of shit in Andor and in, uh, in The Bear as well. <laughs> a little less but, Bear, but. To go back to the whole theme, guess what? A rebellion takes all types. Mm -hmm. And he, like, they did the best part where it's like the person, the people that really hate, like, I don't know if it's true, but like people who hate other things, like hate other people mm -hmm. irrationally, yeah. often hate the things about themselves that they think those people represent. Right. And then the first thing he does is like, this fucking guy has money. Like he rats on him right away. Right. And I was like, that and seems then weird. He turns around immediately and tells that bullshit story about his, his, yep. his, uh, the, the, farm his brother has or whatever and then yeah that that the whole thing is is so but the, um, this is this is the strength of andor is like yeah. okay rebellions are messy they are made of fractious like literally made of factions that at best are willing to work with each other but maybe hate each other right. 
right? Luthen is in the mix because he's basically Granny from Americans. Yeah. He's the, he he's runs the, kind it. of the ringleader. They call him what do they call the code name they have for him is Axis, right? Yeah, Axis. Yeah. Um, he runs out of an antique store, which is very Americans. <laughs> I fucking love it. The they relic have, store, which uh, the is relics full are of, amazing. If you look at all these relics and like, uh, so Tony Gilroy, the guy who created the show, is not one of the things I think that makes him perfect for this show is that he is not a fawning like I will have Star Wars since I was nine. No. And I worship at the altar of data, you know, like no, fuck him. And he's more like I like Star Wars, you know, whatever. But I'm writing this as a spy thriller in this universe, and I'm going to treat it like I would any other thing because he he wrote all the Bourne movies. He's like got <sighs> kind of a I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um, and he's he's a a great writer, absolutely. And he he was talking about how that was where the Star Wars nerds on staff would sneak in references because he was very anti. Like we're not going to do references right. to the other shit. And uh, they were like, well, "What about all these artifacts? We can do this. Is from like the Clone Wars show. This is from this." And he, which is fine. And he was like, which is fine. And he was joking. He was like, "Yeah, it's great." They snuck him in, and I'm like, "You, you, you sons of bitches! You'll get, but you get it here, and that's that's the only place we're going to do it because otherwise, they, you know." Okay, but then guess what? There's a different version of this where they did it like the new Jurassic Park, the first right. one, where oh, it's like, God. guys, they, do you remember the night vision goggles? The guy who's literally the, wearing a t-shirt with right. the logo of the original movie on it. Right. Yeah. There's okay. a version of Andor that got fucked up that way. And and thank God it does not exist. And that is a lot of what Obi-Wan and, <clears throat> and what I was talking about with the other um, uh, other Star Wars, Disney Star Wars stuff is so much about like, hey, remember those original movies? Don't you just love them? And, no, Ben. And, I want a nice, calm Star Wars about selling your child and do ch- uh, um, <laughs> selling her off as a child bride so that you can secure the funds for your rebellion, right. Ben. I want the real shit. Another amazing part of this show is Mon Mothma, a character who has been around since Return of the Jedi. That could have fallen very flat. And is just generally always been the like general of the rebellion. You you see her in, in the... In, I you think said she, they hired her as like a bit, just so fucking yeah, on a whim, She was right? hired... Uh, that actor, Genevieve O'Reilly, who plays her in the show... And has played her in everything since Revenge of the Sith. She was hired for Revenge of the Sith. They shot scenes with her and then cut them out. So they're on like, I remember watching them on the like DVD of Revenge of the Sith. And then somehow when they came back to it, because she shows up again in Rogue One. And so they came. Oh, I didn't realize she was in Rogue One. And when Disney, you know, it's been, you know, let's see, uh, 2005 is Revenge of the Sith. So, you know, 10 years or so passed and they hired her back to be Mon Mothma again in that. And then they hired her back for the show and like, what a what great luck that she's, she's so fucking, fucking good. She's awesome, dude. And then they gave her this huge storyline in the show because, like, this show is about Andor, right? Like, the, the the show is called Andor, but it's really an ensemble. It's much more like a prestige. If they show if they made it, has, it just Andor, it would not work. No, no. But it's everybody. Everyone is kind of connected to him in some way. She's the least directly connected to him because she's connected to him through Luthen, who's connected. Yeah. But her whole storyline of being the senator in the Senate that still exists. I'm air quoting Senate because Palpatine has the Senate around, but he's not. It's just a perfunctory thing. He will dissolve it by Star Wars. We know. I think at the beginning of Star Wars Episode Four, I want like when they're talking to Leia, they're like the the Emperor has just dissolved the Senate. So like that's it's it exists, but it's not. You know, it's it's they show it multiple times in the show as she's like she's giving speeches and whatever, and people are just like whatever. Like they're just there to kick their feet up and collect money. Essentially, which by the way, those scenes, yeah. Today, yeah, absolutely. Today. January fifth, literally, twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Watching that shit unfold in the house, yeah. I don't know, man. Like again, it's the thing of Andor where it's like you you can appreciate it if you're an adult, right? And, you, like, and, th- and it's stuff that it, like you know I don't give the prequels too much credit, but one of the things the prequels did 
you know, reflect is they were made during the Bush era, and they have <laughs> oh, a lot boy. of. I would overt Bush era. Like, I would they're put not it, subtle. I would put it next to Children of Man. <laughs> yeah. For like, holy shit, we're living yeah. through the Bush administration. But like, you know, I mean, there's that that fi- famous whatever that scene in in Revenge of the Sith where like uh, fucking Jar Jar Binks. Oh, uh, fucking Senator. Uh, Jar Jar excuse Binks. me, Senator Jar Jar Binks. You will address hands, him with the respect over, uh, he deserves. A vote of no confidence or whatever the fuck that gives Lisa, no confidence. He gives Palpatine essentially control of the Senate, and and uh, Padme's line is like, "This is how." Democracy dies to thunder supply. So like, this is how to. It's a very cheesy line, but it's very pointed. And obviously, you know, this came out in 2005. Like, there's no way that that was not immediately influenced by everything else that was going on. Um, and Lucas, you know, I mean, when he made the originals, like that was his line of like, you know, the the Empire is the military industrial complex, the rebels are the Vietnam. Like, he's also making a thing that he loved from his childhood of serials and samurai movies, but like. He was a politically aware film. He was going to make Apocalypse Now before Coppola was going to do it. Ben, that's not a... Ben, ben. all right. First <laughs> off, you need to log into the Call of Duty forums. <laughs> yeah. First off, there's nothing political no, about no, any of about these... Star Wars. Star Wars, Ben? Like, all right. Keep your politics out of my, out of out my, of my childhood, all right? Keep um, you, there's a fascist empire, but it doesn't represent anything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it does, it's the libs. Exactly. Um, um, it's it's you telling me I can't have my Aunt Jemima bottle. That's my, you know what my order sixty six is Ben <laughs> is finding out that I can no longer look at my Aunt Jemima incredibly right. racist <laughs> syrup bottle. All right, that's my order sixty six. To get some bad corn. Syrup I had to live shit. through that. Yeah, I can't say the n word on Facebook. That's my order sixty six. Okay. Um, uh, no, I just yeah. like again. Andor for me was a pleasant surprise. I think someone said it was like the equivalent of going to a McDonald's. You go into a McDonald's and you're yeah. like, I guess I'll get a 10 cheese chicken nugget. And you get in, you realize you're in a Michelin restaurant. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? What is going on? I mean, that was kind of like, you know, to go back to the <clears throat> beginning of me watching the show is like, I had heard they were did making. Do you have any, just to back up, did you have any expectations for this? No. I Same. mean, I was, like I said at the kind of the beginning of this. My, I, when I you was, told, my eyebrow went, I was like, I don't know. Dude. And yeah, and I, I, like I was done on Star Wars. The, the fact that they were switching almost exclusively to TV shows felt really dumb. Because I think Star Wars... Did they Wars, say that? Yeah, they don't have any movies on the slate. Like, it's all TV shows. Good fuck them. And I was like, uh, you know, Star Wars has to be an event. They don't seem to understand this. Like, just filling in little corners of the lore is not good. It's not exciting. It's It will eventually peter itself out. And, you know, Andor is a spinoff. He's a character from Rogue One. And so I was just like, I don't... Like, he's fine in that movie. He's, you know, he's essentially... Yeah, but he wasn't the standout. He's like a ticking bomb, right? Like, he's there to kill... Uh, 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 I can't remember her name. Jin or so. Jin's dad, who created the Death Star, he's there to kill him behind her back. Like yes. he, he's just kind of a sleeper agent. That's his character, essentially. And, you know, the opening scene of him is him meeting up with a spy in the alleyway, and then they're cornered, and they, the spy's wounded. He's like, I don't think I can climb out of here. He's like, okay. Yeah, he just shoots actually, him in the back. Yeah. So, like, it kind of sets up this grittier new Star Wars, and I do love one of my favorite things about Andor consistently across the show is he definitely shoots people <laughs> like oh dude I, no I remember when he murdered those two um because i thought i was like oh he's gonna get into a fist fight right. no he no. just executes he them just shoots that guy and, and like the the math that goes through his head of just like is this worth like is it, like uh, one cop is dead i mean it's the thing the scene from heat where it's just like why oh did they kill the other guys God. and it's like well they got one homicide and you're saying he's wayne Te- or um 
Wangrow. He's a little Wangrow. Yeah. He's much better, I think. But yeah, it has that mentality of just like, I'm so a survivor you, in the way that I survive. Is were like, you disappointed uh, Luthen didn't put him in like the back of a perfectly wrapped car? <laughs> like the, he opens the trunk and they're just lined with plastic. Yeah. And you're like, ah. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I uh, fucking love heat. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, so going into the show, I was just like, okay, I like Diego Luna. He's a good actor. I like Tony Gilroy. He's a good writer. But like none of this is like lighting my brain up. And then people were talking about the first three episodes like this is really really good and like that it takes place in arcs which is like an interesting format um, i wonder how much that had to do with production yeah I because do. that prison set is fucking awesome yeah um yeah. And everything about the prison that that could have been a slog i feel like the yeah. prison arcs and i think shows the thing that is especially cool about the arc because basically there's 12 episodes of Andor, and there's like the first three are one arc the next three are the heist the next three are the prison there's like actually no there's a break between the, the Aldani heist and the prison. There's like a catching up with everybody episode. And then the last two are kind of an arc as well. Yeah. And it's like, it is, um, I mean the, the, the final, it's the, like one of my Japanese anime. It's like, it's a weird format for American television, but it is a lot of how uh, British TV works and how uh, anime works it, too, where, it, where it'll just do arcs. Chunks of a season will be this story. It reminds me of Odysseus, not to be that yeah. guy, but like there there's, he, he has a series of things, right? So he starts at home. Starts on yep. Ferrix. Nothing. Yeah. Right? Gets involved in some shit. Yep. Escalation. Like, working towards something. Oh, my God. I'm in fucking prison. The best yep. part of the prison thing is that he gets caught doing yep. nothing. And, the and that's the most realistic fucking right. depiction of how he would be picked up. And the reason he gets thrown in prison for six years instead of six weeks is because of... Literally the, because of an executive order. The executive order that was caused by the heist he was yes. just a part of. And, and it's beautiful. Right? So he's getting further and further from home. Yep. And then guess what? Starts to boomerang. Yeah. At the end, it's like Odysseus. He comes home and he's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. They've taken over the old building. My mom's dead. My mom's dead. Like, it is the it is the hero's journey. Yeah. It's almost perfect, like, screenplay yeah. writing. And, I mean, that's that's a thing, uh, listening to interviews with Tony Gilroy, like, people are like, how did you craft this, whatever? And he's just like, I just do what the story should do. Like, I'm not, he's a very, like, meticulous, uh, like, this is planned this way. It wasn't just organic. It wasn't just no. this. And 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 he said like they broke that show in five days. Like they didn't write it all. Really? In five days, but they broke the whole arc of the season in five days, which I think is insane, <laughs> considering I, how well put fit, everything fits together. What was George Lucas' movie? THX eleven thirty eight. Eleven thirty eight. As soon the first fucking yes. shot of the prison, I was like, "Oh, you're doing, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. gonna do this. So you're like, gonna fucking do if this." There are references in Andor. It's stuff like that where it's like, but you no, know, no. But if you're 11 watching that, you have right. no idea what the fuck no THX is. is. But you're just like, "Oh, this feels very dystopian." Yeah. The fucking can we talk about production-wise the floor? Yeah, yeah. We could have giant crushing machines. We could have shooting squads. We could have laser. No. no. We're going to give you a fucking floor. Get in here. <laughs> and if you're on the floor at the wrong time, you die. So you get to prison, they take your shoes. And, and which is weird because yeah. the first scene with the like why the fuck are they wearing like Reeboks? Like yeah. why the fuck are the guards, the guards and they have, take like, all snow, their shoes off? Okay, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And you're like that's weird and it just fucking yeah. ratchets up. And then they they're like, "Yeah, you no, there's no bars in this prison mm. because you're not going to go anywhere. This Don't worry prison about it is set in the middle of an ocean and the floors are all metal and are all electrified or can be electrified. Yeah. And so you step out of line, you get the shock. And, and they oh, give not it just them. you, anyone who's yeah. on the fucking floor. They give it to everybody who arrives just to let them know what they're dealing with. And then just, it, it, it is this like panopticon 
Oh, know, it's the it is the yeah. This 100%. idea where like they put them in it's a work prison, right? Like they're creating stuff and uh, or they're doing industrial labor for the empire. And uh, which I, I initially was like, well, why don't they have droids do this? And then I think somebody at some point says like, well, droids are more expensive. They are. You they are. Like they're, yeah, you have to maintain those fucking. Whereas things. people, especially with the once they've upped the prison time for every crime, they have a very steady inflow of of new workers. So. Yeah, so you're working on the floor. There's no shackles. Guards don't have weapons. They no, don't need them. Don't worry they about can it. Just shock everybody. And then the the and this speaks to this thing that Andor says a couple of times, which is that the Empire is so fat and satisfied with how much power they have, they wouldn't even consider the idea that this is potentially a security hole. The, no, the, the guards don't have weapons, um, which they then exploit. It, it is like exploit. a child with cheat codes in a game where you're just like, yeah. oh fuck. They don't like, even think about it. No. They just think we have us completely subjugated. They don't need to worry about it, and they can just put someone who is a prisoner and appoint them as the you know, the foreman and it'll take care of itself because the whole, to be fair, it did work for a while. It did. And like, this is one of my favorite things about the empire in general in Andor is that it is all based on backbiting, backstabbing and putting people against each other, which is another thing from star Wars that I've always had a problem with is this whole thing of the Sith, right? The Sith are this race of creature of people, whatever, a religion, I guess I, but there's always two, there's a master and an apprentice, and they always kill each other. And I'm like, how is this sustainable as a society? I don't understand why this ideology is so pervasive. And then to see the Empire take that ide- ideology of always promoting uh, competition and power and domination. Oh, Ben, I, I'm And then sorry apply to it even down to the most basic level of, like, these two office workers. I'm not going to uh, uh, have you dress down in private. You have to do it in front of each Correct. other. In front of everybody. Correct. <laughs> Um, there's it's a lot of genius. there's a lot of scenes they could have shot with like dark and moody lighting yeah. where something awful is happening. And I'm thinking a lot about the prison and the FSB or not FSB, um, ISB, 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 the circular room mm. where like there's a lot of like heavy duty shit going on and it all plays out in light lighted yes. rooms, you, all like that overlit. fucking yep, yeah. overlit like that flat daytime TV shit and you're just like oh like yeah guess what I now I don't mean to alarm everyone like listening to this if they do. Um, a lot of horrible decisions are made in boardrooms that are very well lit yeah. and everyone's wearing a fucking suit and they're like, yeah, we'll cut off, for example, 10,000 Amazon employees. Fuck right. them. Um, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll destroy an entire rebel fleet and the only thing you'll see of it is yeah. them uh, pleasingly looking at screens and going like, how many bodies are, or how many survivors are there? It's like, no, we're just collecting bodies. Yeah, we're today. just getting bodies. Like, <laughs> and it's just like that. Yeah, the coldness and the 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 you know the banality of evil, all that stuff is 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 oh, very dude, much a play. Oh, dude, it's one hundred percent, and and there still is not even evil. There's a more the most accurate depiction of the show that resonates with me was the guy who's banging his friend, mm. the lady. Yeah, and he doesn't turn her in because he's a fucking true believer. Yeah. He doesn't turn Andor in because he's a true believer he's, in the Empire. He's just he just wants to bang this chick. Jealous. He, yeah. yeah, he's jealous. <laughs> but guess what? Fuck fuck that guy, by the way. Okay, but guess what? <laughs> Fascists want that. They mm-hmm. want that fucking exactly. like Stasi. And they they even kind of have that when they get back in the finale. There's that other guy who's like um, I forget his name, but he's the other uh, uh, kind of imperial informant guy. He's like talking. Yes. He's getting that guy drunk, so he can yes. go, Oh, if Andor is somewhere, I don't want to know anything yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But he all he's doing it for is a ride off the planet, essentially. And then you know when he gets caught up in the the, the riot and everything, he dies. But um, but that just the that you know that anybody can be turned for such a small thing for yeah, but that's American for a crush that's for Americans a, yeah. that is manipulation like you just get between people like okay what does yeah. this person want they and, want this I'll, right. we'll give it to them with a monkey paw and curse so much of the Americans like the tension the 
awful feeling you have in your stomach watching that show is watching Philip and Elizabeth manipulate people in just the perfect way. Yeah. And it's so just un- did you, did you Did you watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? Not for, Probably when it came out. I haven't seen it since then. To me. Yeah. And, of course, it's Lacar. So, like, Lacar loves the fucking horrible part of it where it's yeah. like Smiley, the main character of all those books, mm. is a completely – he's a schmo. Yeah. He looks like a fucking government worker and he's like this punch down. Gary Oldman plays him perfectly in Tinker Tailor, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. He looks like a nothing. Yeah. He looks like someone you'd buy paper from. But he has such an appetite, like not even appetite. He just has that thing in him that he's like, oh, I know what a human, like this guy uh, is a closeted gay person. So I'm going to manipulate him and do this. Or this person is cheating on his wife. Like he just has that unending, he has the eyes and the stomach to be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, that looks like, I can uh, press on that. Yep. And it's that thing in Americans where it's just like, everyone, what is it? I mean, everyone does have a price ostensibly. Yeah. And when they don't have a price. Well, they might have a family. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. Well, anyways, uh, lights just went out. That's all. Uh, like the, the Imperial, like, uh, head guy, Partygast, who he's played by, um, he's seen by who plays uh, uh, Kyburn in Game of Thrones. He's, like, the crazy oh, yeah. mad scientist, like, maester or whatever. Very good evil British actor. And his whole, like, just laid back demeanor. And he's like, oh, you two agents, you have, why don't you just fight in front of everybody? Yeah. Right, 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 right. And, and, and it's just, like, it's this completely calm but such targeted manipulation. And I had never considered, like, the Sith ideology. Like, because the Emperor obviously has the Sith because he's a Sith, right? And the Sith was a race at some point, yeah, too, which makes, makes no makes fucking sense. sense. This is the first time I've seen it applied in a practical way that's like, oh, that's evil and incredibly effective. So, well, the thing, the whole thing about the... I guess I've done a boomerang on George Lucas, because on the one hand, you're like, this is all made-up fairy nonsense. Like, yeah. why would you be master? Why would you be an apprentice to a master, right? Um, but the actual thing that he... that like the Sith or the Sith belief thrives on is like yeah. if you're angry take it out on other people like yeah. you want that hatred if you're selfish or jealous you want it like, take it yeah. right just take whatever the fuck you want you earned it right yeah. and there is a truth in that about like if you want to look at today's people who are just fucking all like yeah. angry yeah well fearful angry have made slights against themselves like you yeah. know they think that the, the world's against them so they are yeah and I think that is very doing. true um, with Sith specifically, there's just so much precedence, like in the expanded universe, that even if if you were just even a a yearling or a youngling Jedi, yeah, who was a Sith, you would know just by virtue of fact being taught about your people that yeah, these people hate each, like they yeah. ultimately will turn on each other. The only interesting explanation that for me is like the power gain would have to be so good, right? Where you're like, okay, like if it was really was like a I'm taking one as my apprentice, and it's a double-edged sword, right? Like Because eventually we're going to have to kill each other. Right. I mean, there's a 30 Rock joke about Jack Donaghy. I say this quote all the time, but he's like, I can't wait till my daughter's old enough to have power struggles with. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I would love, right? Um, and, and, yeah. Eh. To, but, but just to like see that said, fall through all levels of yeah. the Imperials, both from the ISP, but also the way that prison is arranged, which is like, we don't need guards to order people around. No. We'll just find amenable prisoners who who can think that they're going to get out quicker because... And then, of course, the thing that breaks that all is once they figure out that you don't get out. You just get that, around. So the way that that worked, right? Um, the way that that was... There was a, a... A shittier filmmaker would have had a scene where it's like, they show the guy. Yeah. He's like, 
I'm at the new level. I'm getting out today, right? Very telegraphed. And it's like, oh, I'm going to take the elevator up. But then it just yeah. puts him in another floor of the prison. Right, right. No. No. They had the guy doing sign language yep. across the tunnel, which is fucking That's brilliant. Amazing. You yeah. never leave. The, you the, you the never unit. leave that unit. Yeah, exactly. You you hear the rumors coming in as they hear them, yeah. and you're just like, you realize that they're fucked, and you're like, oh right. oh no, and oh no, like a special oh, credit so to good. Andy Circus, who I love. He's a great actor. He's you know he's he's the motion capture master. He was Gollum. He's dude, but he was so good. As and the he's so good. Movie. And he was Snoke actually in yes. In and that was like I thought this was good. Like uh, pay, you know, Snoke is essentially disposed of in in the new trilogy and very funnily, very fun. I yes. love that bit. But yes. like to for Andy Circus, it's like great that he actually got to play a real awesome character who I thought was going to be a heel. Yeah. And by the way, his payoff at the end oh. where he's like. I can't swim. can't swim. And I'm just like, no! And that's it. Butch Cassidy ending. It's so amazing. I just, ugh. That whole arc in the prison is just, that that episode specifically, One Way Out, the, the prison break oh, episode, is, is probably my favorite. It also just ha- felt very tense in terms of like, I was like, I don't, all these people could die. Yeah. Except for Andor, right? The only, right. He's the only one. And yeah, we know, fine. yeah, that's the other thing. This is a prequel, right? So we know that he survives, but we don't know about anybody else. And I, right. the other guy he escapes with, Melshi, is also in Rogue One. So I know he Oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's a minor part of Rogue One. So it's just a little, that's that's maybe closer to a like, hey, if you know, you know, but whatever. We but, should, we have to wrap up because the lights have turned off. Yeah, we're going to get arrested. Andor was so fucking good. It, Sorry. Yeah. There, I have niggles that bother me. The fucking, I swear to God, there was some Disney executive who was like, okay, for each arc, mm. we're going to have some kind of big FX or yeah. special effects thing. I think they mostly, like, the eye is really cool. They I was really fine. Like the eye. I did not like the Luthen. The James Bond sequence. With it was Star. fucking stupid. Yeah. I, the one thing I I will, uh, I really like the idea of just ejecting a ton of shrapnel into a tractor no, beam. That, like, that's really that, funny. That was amazing. It was when he his ship shoots lasers out and cuts yeah. two TIE fighters in half. And, and I was like, like, yeah. Sh- ship lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's a little goofy. It's fine. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, whatever. But it. And, I, you know, that's the thing about the show that I think is, is ultimately really fascinating to me is, like, for as much as we can say, like, well, it's not like Star Wars, not like it still takes place in a universe and it has Star Wars moments. And, like, I think the eyes probably and the finale are the two biggest, like, hell yeah, these are great action sequences, but they're also motivated by character and they have all these good things that any good action sequence needs. But they are distinctly Star Wars. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, well, that's a bigger conversation. Like, what is Star Wars to me? Yeah. I'm I'm fully in the camp of it's space fantasy. Yeah. Please stop telling me that the screens are not the right aspect ratio. I do right. not give a fuck. Right. If you really are a human being on this planet who gets hung up about the screen fucking aspect ratio between Go watch Star Trek. <laughs> yep. You want you want your explanations for shit? Go to I don't care. Yeah. There's laser swords, there's planets that are fucking hive colonies. There's every planet could be its own fucking story. We don't need every fucking one to have a Jedi. We don't need every single fucking one to be a desert planet. Right. There's way more better stories to tell. Yeah. With way more interesting shit. It's to me, it's just a setting. Yeah. It's a setting. There's kyber. Like I love the kyber crystal shit. I love that anyone can be force sensitive. Like yeah. Give me the building blocks to make my own shit. Right. But also like and and I I, I can't remember who said this exactly, but. It, one person I heard describe on a podcast, because I listened to a shitload of stuff about this show, because it was just so fascinating to, to, to think about. But, like, this show, you know, uh, the Star Wars main movies are about the Chosen One, 
who is there to, to go I, defeat the big bad guy and whatever. I hate and it. What Andor is is about all the people who had to sacrifice and die to get that kid into that fucking room with the Emperor. And, like, it's so cool to see, like, the very beginnings of the Rebel Alliance in that sense. Because, the, you know, the Rebel Alliance is, is just formed in Star Wars. When we get to it, it's got ships. They've got fleets. They, they know what they're they doing. They dress the same. Like, they it, have outfits. They have Mon Mothman. Yeah, they and have, it just... Yeah, they have no. an organizational structure, and to see Luthen like trying to pull it together through this scrappy like I, spy network is so cool. I and then fucking love the old X wings. The payoff at the end to Luthen being there for the riot on Ferrix and seeing like you know I've been talking about revolutionary action, I've been planning and putting pressure and taking it here, but they just did it yep. unprovoked. Yep. I mean, not provoked by me at least. It worked better than he ever could have imagined. Yep. But he had to witness it. And that, yeah. that was important. And he, he has had to, to know see that it. now the next step is possible and like it's 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 the you know but at what cost to steal the line from last Jedi it's the spark that lights the fire that lights the rebellion etc etc like it's and I love that it happened on Ferrix I love I fucking love it I love that at a workers you know a a worker community I love you know I love the bell I love the timekeeper dude I love the payoff for the bell guy yeah (laughs) was I because as soon as I saw him I was like that's a lot of screen time for a bell guy they're gonna pay it off he's gonna kick someone and he's gonna be fucking (laughs) He 100% kicked a motherfucker Imperial off that tower, and it was glorious. Brasso hitting the guys with a brick. Like, it's Fuck just, yeah. They pay off Let's so much in go. the finale. It's just it's um, exquisite. And if you, think that the, if you think that the people who are oppressed and are in a, ostensibly a union yeah. are fucking, quote-unquote, patriots, you're wrong. Yeah. They're fucking workers who yeah. are oppressed and exploited, ostensibly. But you can only push them so far. And that's and that's you yep. know the uh, uh, Leia says it in the original Star Wars like the tighter you squeeze your grip the more systems will slip through your fingers. And Omar Little also said as much yeah. in the wire. He says if you ride a boy hard enough, he's gonna buck. Yeah. And Ferrix bucked, and it was glorious. I just want to give a shout out to the amount of detail the setup for the garrison. They could mm-hmm. not have they they could not have done any of the plot. But they said, hey, a bunch of hippies are coming. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we should stop him, right? And it's like, no, yeah. just let him come. Let's let him come. Fuck him. Along the way, though, yep. we're going to install bars yep. and places we're gonna, they can stop. And we're going to make them bourgeois. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to, don't like, don't worry about the festival. Don't worry about it. That is another, uh, we could go for more, but like, it is the, so insidious. The imperial, like, uh, tact of taking the culture of an individual planet and trying to slowly ring yeah, it fuck out it. in a way that they don't even notice that it's being ringed no. out is such a, like, fascinating It is, detail. it is the equivalent of going to, uh, in, Roughly around, let's say, the 1800s in our country, maybe yeah. in America, and going to an, a Native American group. Like, you guys want fire water? You yeah. want like these blankets? We exactly. got plenty. Yeah, it's very right. We got like these blankets. You want to be warm, right? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna fucking destroy this. Destroy this. Yeah, you're gonna trail of tears them. Like you can, we're not gonna kill you. You can, you just have to march to your new place. Yeah. It's it's uh, such a like all those great details and like I think I, I about halfway through the show I was like why is this hitting so hard for me when other Star Wars stuff just doesn't and it's like because the thing I originally got into Star Wars and the thing that made me read all those books and those those ship manuals and all other shit is like the world building is yes, so 100%. cool and when the Millennium Andor, Falcon is not a fighter yeah, it's a fucking it's a, freighter it's, it's a, a freighter it's a freighter it was modified with a bunch of secret compartments by a cool dude and his his Wookiee friend right. and. But like, yeah, yes. the fact that that would have been used to like tow stuff around, essentially. Yeah, otherwise, it's, it's a just fucking so fascinating, right? right? And that comes a lot of the, a lot of the concept. Like, that's that's what we thought '70s industrial show was going to be. Yeah. Th- things didn't get better; they just got like, man, like a little bit bigger. Yeah. Like, it's kind of boxy looking. I don't know. I mean, There's I'm trying a, to think of another setting that I love as much as like Andor, like the yeah. setting, right? It, it I, just works so, and, and because they fill out 
all these communities so well and, and just all these details. In this instance. Yeah. In this instance. In this instance, yeah. There's many where they did not. But And that goes to the old, the other Star Wars stuff. The world building in those is just referencing the thing he's already seen, whereas this is introducing a bunch of new, interesting ideas. I love to Whoever did the wardrobe. Yeah. The no. production design, I, I think I mentioned to you, is the, the same. The fucking screens. I think I was telling you about the, the, nav, the cube, the Imperial yeah. one. It's like that shiny plastic, like... I could picture it. I was like, oh, like or like Nimic's little nav thing that's yes! like a, a Polaroid camera, basically. You were <laughs> not, you were not kidding. It's fucking awesome, right? Just that fucking thing. You're holding it. It's not a some MacGuffin yeah, or like a glowing. hologram in your hand that you oh. spin around or whatever. It's it's just yeah. They they just put so much work into all of it, and and uh, yeah, Lucas Hall, the guy who did the production design, also did Chernobyl. So like that retro, which yes, and a lot of the areas that they went to were they did the RoboCop slash Chernobyl thing where like. Maybe a third of the screen is real. Right. And then they kind of they either... They in the rest. Yeah. So in the 70s and 80s, it would have been a matte painting. Right. But it's the same it's, technique. Like, yeah. so like walkways and stairs. Yeah. Those are real buildings. Yeah. Like in the UK. Most yes. of it's in the UK. And then... Like that, uh, that like stared uh, like beach. Yes. On the, on yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Space Miami. That's Which like, looked real. It that, looked good. And that's like... Apparently that was like, you know, 20 minutes from the studio they were shooting in. Like that was just a beach and they were able to use it. I fucking loved it. And it's... Uh, yeah. It's exceptional. Shall we wrap up this Andor Love Fest? I highly recommend. Absolutely. It's so good. Get you some Disney Plus. Burn your free trial if you haven't done it yet. I like, finally give a shit about a Star Wars product yeah. again. And they've started filming season two already. Oh, so we're, we're going to finish it because this... You know, this first season was the first year. So... And, in five years, Andor will be dead because we know the end of Rogue One. Um, but so the second season, I guess, is going to be the remaining four years, and each arc will be a year. Interesting. Um, and and, and, and he's think, going to become a better agent, right? I assume so. Yeah. Yes, and he's I mean he's going to be fully integrated in, and I'm sure we'll see people from season one and what have you. But it's it's just it's it's really something. And I, I, I didn't I did my not favorite surprise of the year. Like I just didn't yeah, see it coming. I I never felt talked down to for liking yeah. Star Wars. There, there's you watch other Star Wars properties, and it really is like. Do you remember did, lightsabers? Did you do your homework with yeah. the Clone Wars. Did you remember who Ahsoka Tano is? Do you remember who? The, and it's just like, and it's just like, eh. or, or go go the opposite way. Like it's a guy next to you who's like, do you do you like lightsabers? And yeah. you're like, yeah, they're fine. He's like, all right, well, all right, we get these lightsabers. And it's like, all right, we got a lightsaber got it. that spins around or, and shit. Or it's like. Do you like Yoda? What if we... What if there's a tiny one? I'm looking around the room. What if we babified mm, Yoda? Mm, huh? Huh? Give huh? this man a raise. Yeah. Give this man a raise. And it, no, it is literally the dude in Jurassic World yeah. wearing that fucking shirt. And you're just like, just all right. Like, I love that movie, you guys. Like, yeah, I feel infantilized. Andor yeah. does not infantilize you. It's no. like, all right, either you buy it or you don't. And I think it is like a huge part of it is coming from someone who... And, and he has a team of writers or whatever. It's sure. not just Tony Gilroy sure. pulling the ma- thing up the mountain. But he... Not having this like intense reverence for Star Wars is like a really great. Okay, people love. What's the Star Trek with Khan? Is that three? The uh, movie? Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. That was directed by someone who had no fucking affinity mm-hmm. for Star Wars. He came in and he was like, I don't know what the Star Trek shit is. Yeah. All right, but I but understand. Let's make a good movie. I understand the characters. Mm-hmm. I understand Khan's motivation. I understand Kirk's like, and I will come in and just fuck. We'll yeah. just fucking shoot it like a movie, and it was great. In the same way, it's like just. Strip out the reverence. Yeah. Here's the setting. Here's what's important. Here's the motivations. Yeah. Fucking tell me a story. The right? reason this universe has endured for so long is because it's inherently interesting. And I think t- just taking that as on faith and going with it is... Uh, I think I think people project themselves into it. Yeah. I, I certainly do in terms of like, oh, like I wouldn't be in a like a super nice ship. I'd be in like a shitty freighter, yeah. right? Like, I don't know. It's easier to picture myself on Ferrix than it is in, in like a st- on the bridge of the Enterprise. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like... 
Well, that was like when I was talking about Coruscant, like you actually see people walking around in that place. It feels like a functional city yeah. in some capacity. Well, people do have to live there. They've never done before. It's yeah. always just been sky cars and huge apartments in the sky. And it's, it's yeah, it's just every aspect of this thing. They, they, they killed it. What a good love fest for Andor. I think we're going to leave it there because, yeah. like I said, lights are off. Uh, I need food. Yeah, we should get some food. All right. All right. Ben, take us out. We are out. Thank you.